Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Anthony Heron on 670 The Score. For the better part of the next three hours, I am your voice. This is Anthony Heron of Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios. Brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Tech Zone, any text that you send will be brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online at rosenhyundai.com. Guest line. We have some outstanding guests lined up for you. They're very excited to talk to guests. Join us on the Circle Resort and Casino in Las Vegas Hotline, home of the world's largest sports book. And the listener line, as we will have our open phone lines going throughout the show at various points. Score listener line powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Wow, so uh, kind of had one idea for, for where we would take things and how this show was going to progress uh, as I woke up this morning and started plotting and planning along those lines. And then lo and behold, old National Football League said we, we, gotta, we got some headlines for you. Let's take things in a slightly different direction, and that tends to be uh, how it rolls when you got the, 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 ever-present, uh, the ever-present presence, I suppose, to be redundant there of – of the NFL, just ruling the airwaves, whatever they so choose. It, it's not always positive news. We have certainly seen points where off seasons uh, have been dominated by the NFL's negativity, where there have been various infractions and such. But when the NFL's at its best, they got some labor peace going on. There's not any star players getting in legal strife. And they just got transactions rolling. They got their little soap operas playing out. And the NFL draft ensues and all these other things that folks are eager, eager, eager to consume. And today was no exception along those lines. I'm, uh, I'm fresh off of a, a weekend where I, I went out east, saw the in-laws for a few days, had a good time with the wife, with the toddler. Fortunately, I get along with my in-laws, so we, we did enjoy our time out there just rolling around. So, Kind of thought, all right, just ease into the start of this week. And I was easing into things. Like, you know, like every day was just kind of a Sunday morning. Then lo and behold, here we had uh, today's events in the National Football League. Aaron Rodgers, staying in Green Bay, Russell Wilson on the move, oh, headed yeah, out to God, Denver. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hello, darkness, my old friend. This kind of the vibe, isn't it? I've come to talk with you again. There were some Bears fans who were eagerly anticipating, perhaps, Darth Vader himself would remove himself from Lambeau Field, extricate himself from the grasp, from the ample bosom of the Packers franchise, and head elsewhere just to alleviate his grasp, his Darth Vader-style grasp on the NFC North. But 
lo and behold, not happening. So, going to have to make it happen. Going to have to deal with it, Bears fans. Going to have to see what could happen. Because if you think about a year ago, around this time, there was some rumors that were swirling. Like, you know, maybe a big move. Maybe that blockbuster deal that we just saw take place today for Russell Wilson. Maybe it would have brought Russell Wilson from Seattle to Chicago. As opposed to what we saw today, Russell Wilson heading out to Denver. So both these names, both these, and you know, two, two rather different. Uh, I, I shouldn't say rather different, but certainly of a, a different stature, a different status. I mean, Russell Wilson has had his fair share of times where he's controlled headlines at different points, also. But just in their raw horsepower of their performance on the field, Aaron Rodgers has very, very few peers, very few rivals for for what we've seen in this generation of, of football players, of quarterbacking talents, though the frustrations of, of Packers fans that have been there for a number of years, well, I shouldn't say a number of years, but certainly over the past year plus just in, in dealing with him because they were, you know, he was a quirky guy even before uh, last offseason leading into the draft and, and everything over the last couple of years since they drafted Jordan Love, there were thoughts, anticipations, rumors of of whether or not he was upset by that move from the Packers. And really it was basically the day of the draft when the reports were more confirmed as far as how he how he felt about things and, and potentially demanding a trade and that sort of thing. But, you know, now since last year, Aaron Rodgers, the the will there, won't they, the the, the Ross and Rachel or, or Sam and Diane or whatever generation of, of sitcom and rom-com you want to go ahead and associate with it. He is definitively staying in Green Bay, but he and Russell Wilson have had their own fair share of, of headlines here that have played out. But I, I would say there's, there's certainly a delineation. Like Both guys are going to find themselves in the Hall of Fame. Both guys, perennial Pro Bowlers, both guys will have spectacular statistics by the time they retire. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers is is even more than a perennial Pro Bowler like Russell Wilson. Like Aaron Rodgers has turned into a perennial MVP or at least MVP candidate, whereas, you know, Russ just over the last kind of few years here has thrust himself, you know, because MVP tends to be this statistics-driven discussion. And so now last few years here where Russ has kind of gotten, gotten to that point where, or the MVP chatter is is there on a more frequent or more regular basis. But both guys are, are franchise-altering quarterbacks. Green Bay decided they were willing to uh, to open open the checkbook, roll up, uh, back up the Brinks truck and all those other things to make sure that Aaron Rodgers would stay put for the time being. Does it mean they don't feel great about Jordan Love? Possibly. It may not completely mean that. It might just mean that they, you know, you can't count on what we've seen them going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. How can you, if you're Green Bay, count on that happening with Jordan Love, where things sit at the moment? The previous regime, previous leadership in Green Bay, they got tired of Favre vacillating back and forth and eventually made the move. That was partly because they had gotten to the point several years into the career of Aaron Rodgers, former first-round pick and you know, guy backing up Brett Favre. They finally got to the point where they said, you know what? We're cool with Aaron. We're willing to roll with Aaron Rodgers and move on from this future Hall of Famer who took us to multiple Super Bowls and won one of those. It's apparent 
current regime not at that point in Green Bay with Jordan Love. And, of course, that, that could certainly speak to how they evaluate Jordan Love. I don't think it necessarily means that they want to move Jordan Love, that they want to trade him. He's still on a rookie deal, so there's no reason financially where they have to. But now that your cap is, is eaten up by a, a franchise-tagged receiver, Devontae Adams, and, of course, the, the most lucrative deal in National Football League history, reported for as much as uh, four years, $200 million, maybe $153 million of that guaranteed to Aaron Rodgers. So as far as just a, a per-year annual basis, richest deal in league history. So if that's true, it obviously eats up a significant portion of your salary cap. So maybe just to, to find a way to acquire more draft capital, to acquire another talented player. If there are other suitors out there who just absolutely loved Jordan Love when they evaluated him in the draft process, then maybe there's a deal to be made for Green Bay. I just don't know that the Packers need to rush down that road because you do have a guy on a rookie deal who is cost and contract controlled, but obviously the the contract of Aaron Rodgers now takes them through the lifespan, <clears throat> excuse me, through the lifespan of Jordan Love's contract there in Green Bay. So with that in mind, I mean, you, you've set yourself up where you are not likely to end up accruing any, you know, at least assuming health for Aaron Rodgers, you're not going to get any return on that first round pick investment at quarterback. So that'll be part of the balance that the, that the Packers end up needing to strike. Going to open up the phone lines after I take a time out here, but I am, I do want to run down just a, a little bit of the timeline in both these scenarios with Russell Wilson being traded to Denver from Seattle and also what's going on with Aaron Rodgers in his career. I went through some of the details of the, the contract itself that's reportedly been offered to Aaron Rodgers. Now, he came out on Twitter later in the day and basically he, he sort of confirmed the report while at the same time saying it's not completely true for whatever that's worth. Um, you know, basically saying that he hasn't signed the deal yet. Um, but he also said he would be staying in Green Bay. What Rogers tweeted out uh, just a couple hours after all the reports ended up circulating, he said, hey, everyone just wanted to clear some things up. Yes, I will be playing with the Packers next year. However, reports about me signing a contract are inaccurate, as are the supposed terms of the contract I, quote unquote, signed. I'm very excited to be back. Hashtag year 18. So, Aaron Rodgers very interested in controlling the message. Doesn't want folks, you know, kind of beating him to the punch. He, he got it out there through Pat, uh, Pat McAfee on, you know, his weekly guest spots that he does on the Pat McAfee show. This, he, it would seem that he apparently got the news to Pat McAfee. McAfee puts it out there on Twitter. Then a variety of other sources, you know, sort of act like they broke the news. And, you know, some credit Pat McAfee, some didn't. Some just saying they confirmed the reports, what have you. But he put that news out there today that he was staying in Green Bay. The terms of that and whether or not things are signed, this and that, uh, as far as Aaron Rodgers' last tweet, he's claiming that that is the signed portion of things, not completely accurate as of yet. But we shall see. I don't necessarily, uh, I, I don't anticipate it to be much longer before things are fully confirmed. But those are the, the terms of the Aaron Rodgers deal. Now, the terms of the, terms of the Russell Wilson deal are, are a different scenario here because – there was a lot that had to be given up to to acquire Dangerous. Question is, and that's up for interpretation of whether or not basically who gets the better end 
of of what was what was given up, what was acquired. But for the time being, when you're looking at the the terms of the Russell Wilson trade, you got two first round picks, two second round picks, tight end Noah Fant, all on their way from Denver to Seattle, and Russell Wilson on his way out there. And you know, so he brings with him his experience, his Pro Bowls, his postseason success. And there's a lot of talent in Denver that will be available for the Broncos to work with once they once they get Russell Wilson in there. But I do I'll take a quick second and just run through the timeline because it is really, really striking where where we were basically a year ago, around this time where, you know, these two NFC heavyweights, these two NFL heavyweights were both in the midst of, you know, Russell Wilson initially making some headlines earlier in the year than Aaron Rodgers around draft time, making some headlines as well. Russ sort of, you know, backed off of that, those initial headlines and some of the reports out there. Eventually, as the season approached, Aaron Rodgers kind of, you know, had his, his media sessions where he, you know, basically just kind of put out his Aaron Rodgers style sort of, you know, pseudo weirdo message that was there and, and talked around a lot of different things, got specific with a few items throughout the season, but didn't necessarily do a lot to calm the, the storm that swirled around those items. But you think about a year ago at this time, and now we see these two all-time greats in the National Football League at quarterback who a lot of us at this point a year ago had no idea whether or not they were going to continue. And again, Aaron Rodgers a little less than a year ago. It was really more the month of April draft time when the Aaron Rodgers rumors began to circulate and then certainly on the day of the draft itself. But we've been watching this and waiting for it. And now the major news gets made. So after I take a time out, I'll go through the timeline a little bit and I'll open up the phone lines here at 312-644-6767, 312-644-6767. Also, as always, great lineup of guests that we have for you uh, on the show here, we've got Wayne Larvey, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, the Packers Radio Network. Wayne Larvey himself will join me at the at the top of the seven o'clock hour because, of course, he has called every game of Aaron Rodgers' career, been there every step of the way as Aaron Rodgers has been the starting quarterback, Super Bowl winner, future Hall of Famer. So he's seen it all play out. Looking forward to that discussion with Wayne Larvey. Also, Dave Softy Mahler, one of the top sports talk hosts out in Seattle as he has seen every bit of Russell Wilson's career with the Seahawks, and he's had a lot of interesting thoughts just on the, the, the apex of Wilson's career, the, the end that is upon us now, reportedly, for him preparing to, to head out to Denver. There is a no-trade clause that's there, so that's the little caveat that everybody's kind of putting on it, that Russell Wilson could potentially call this trade off, but I'd be shocked if the, the two sides got to this point, if a trade got released and announced, if it didn't already have the approval of Russell Wilson. So I, I don't anticipate that there's really much hesitation or thought that this, this trade won't be consummated. And then in the final hour of the show, we'll talk some hoops. Got the, the Big Ten men's basketball tournament that's going to start up tomorrow. We're going to have Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News and of the Big Ten Network on with me uh, later in the show just to preview some of the action that's going to be going on in the men's hoops world with the Big Ten starting up their basketball tournament tomorrow. And a lot from you. We'll also hear from Bears general manager Ryan Poles during the show, and some great sound on what's happening in the NBA. And also, I'm gonna I'm gonna work in some baseball thoughts as well. You know, we kind of condensed some of the baseball discussion that we had in the plans because of this big NFL news that ended up taking place today. But a lot we'll get to throughout the night. 
Also would love to hear from you on this news. Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay. Unfortunate news for Bears fans. But Russell Wilson on his way out to Denver. Probably unfortunate news for Seahawks fans. Love to hear your thoughts on some of these developments that we've been following in the NFL. And the Packers did go ahead and franchise Devontae Adams. So if nothing else, if there's not another player on the roster for the Green Bay Packers, if they don't have another dime to spend, we know they're going to have the best quarterback in football and who a lot of folks view as the best receiver in football. They will be returning to Green Bay. So that's still going to be in place. But your calls, your texts, your thoughts on the way on the other side of this time out here. I'm Anthony Heron on Twitter and Instagram at Big Ant Heron. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Wilson! I'm sorry! I'm sorry, Wilson! Wilson, I'm sorry! I'm sorry! Wilson! I can't! Wilson! Wilson! <laughs> Oh, the movie Castaway. I mean, you know, most people are into Tom Hanks to some extent. You know, he's one of those guys that we, for whatever reason, haven't really gotten tired of him. I guess he never hit that overexposure. Like, he's definitely an A-list actor. But I guess because there hadn't been, like, you know, he wasn't, like, out carousing late at night and on the front cover of a bunch of tabloids. Folks never, kind of like Meryl Streep, I guess, but folks never really have gotten tired of either one of those. But... Let's picture Tom Hanks in the movie Castaway where he's there and it's literally him and what what was it? A volleyball? What was it? A soccer ball? Yeah, it was a volleyball. Yeah, volleyball. His volleyball. It was a Wilson volleyball. Uh huh. And he used his own blood to draw a face. And uh, that, that scene was actually posted on Twitter by the Seattle Seahawks earlier today. And uh, it was not well received by most folks out there. I didn't necessarily have a big issue with it. I mean, you know, I think you when you look at it from the, the Seahawks social media perspective where this uh, this franchise tilting news is out there that Russell Wilson will no longer continue to be the quarterback with the Seahawks that he has been dealt and he's heading to Denver and it's not official yet. So by league rules, really, I mean, you, you know, they shouldn't be putting until the, the new new league year begins and this deal can be consummated. Then the Seahawks Twitter account, they can't put out some kind of like slow motion, tearful montage of all Russell Wilson's greatest moments and his 
Walter Payton Man of the Year speeches where everybody can get all weepy about it. So they couldn't go down that road, but it's obviously the news of the day. Folks are coming to the Seahawks' Twitter profile just looking to see what they got to say about it. They said, you know what, here's maybe some little sort of, you know, off-color way we can at least recognize the news of the day in maybe a cutesy sort of manner while uh, while perhaps not setting folks off. But, oh, boy, did they set folks off. I, I didn't really take issue with it, but I don't know. I, I don't take issue with things as, as quickly as some folks do. You heard the voice there of Adam Studzinski just a moment ago. Studs on the ones and twos for me this evening. Uh, let, let's start with, with Russell himself, Studs. What, what, was your, what, what are your, your thoughts as you see just some of the, the news of the day? Really, you can go both. Wilson, Rogers, both of them, all the above. Man. What, what are your thoughts on what you see unfolding here with the news of the day at QB? I wasn't overly shocked by Aaron Rodgers coming back to the Packers because I think that with the way that we were – some of the reports that we were getting from various Packers, you know, beat writers or guys that have worked in the organization, what have you, it just sounded – it started to seem like he's going to be coming back. Mm. So that that, that didn't really shock me. And I figured plus by now if something was going to happen – something we would have had more concrete news. So it's, I, and maybe I just had a gut feeling too. I, I just yeah. kind of thought he was going to be back. It's kind of like, like what's the better circumstance Aaron Rodgers was really going to go to. Exactly. So now the best circumstance he probably could have gone to would have been like the Broncos. Right. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was, so here's, and I had this thought too, why I, and I'm not the only one that had this thought. A lot of people pointed this out. Like why would Aaron Rodgers leave the NFC North, which he owns, and uh, along with that, leave the NFC. Well, is it the to, Bears? I, I guess he he owns the Bears, and then the Bears okay, have to yeah. be within. I, I guess like I'm saying. Division. I guess I'm saying <laughs> he 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 wins the NFC North a lot. Uh-huh. Is what I'm saying. Right. He, he they tend to split with the Vikings a lot, which is just a whole other thing. Like, how come they can manage to split with the with the Packers damn near every year, but the Bears can't? Yeah, it's really odd. So, all right. Anyway, <laughs> mm. um. So, so it's really, it's like, all right, if you're going to leave for quote greener pastures, you're going to go to Denver, which has a good roster outside of until now the quarterback, but you got to play Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert both twice a year. Mm-hmm. And you have to also deal with Joe Burrows in that conference. That's Derek Carr is not, no slouchy quarterback. He's exactly. a top 15 quarterback. Yep. So it just seemed like the best place for him to go if they could make it work. Fine. The question was, can they make it work financially? And apparently they have been able to, right? Yeah. And so that news wasn't that shocking to me. What shocked me was the Russell Wilson news, because I guess I had just kind of started assuming that, okay, he's just going to be in Seattle now. I thought that if he was going to get moved, it would have been last year because that's when all the stuff was coming out about him being upset and seemingly wanting to get moved and, you know, we got the reports of, oh, the Bears apparently had an offer on the table that was being considered hmm. and it didn't happen. So I was like, OK, he's just going to be in Seattle. And that, then, you know, the Schefter bomb came out and I was like, oh, like that shocked me <laughs> because it, like I did not see that coming. Yeah. And the, the quickness of the report as well, where initially you get the. The report is put out there. You know, McAfee puts it out there initially, and then pretty quickly everyone else follows up with it that Rodgers is staying in Green Bay. And then, you know, what, a little over an hour later, essentially, you, you get the, the news that Russell Wilson is on his way to Denver from Seattle. And so one pretty quickly followed up the other, but all the, the specifics of the deal 
it's not something you put together at a moment's notice. And so I, I think it, it definitely stands to reason that Denver has been in talks with Russell Wilson for quite some time here. Thing is, to be in talks with Russell Wilson, but then, you know, it doesn't end up getting announced until afterwards, which, hey, that's fine. You know, you let, let one athlete have their moment in the sun, then you announce your deal. Perhaps you don't want your fans getting upset that you announced the Russell Wilson deal before they know Aaron Rodgers, you know, isn't available anymore. Whatever ends up being the case there. But that being said, I, I do think that even though Denver has been in talks with Russell Wilson's people for a while now just to get the details of this contract together. You know, how many draft picks is it going to take for Seattle to, you know, to accept the deal, whether or not Russell Wilson is comfortable with all the terms of it. Are you already working on a new contract, an extension, you know, that's going to be in place for Russell Wilson when he goes out there? You'd anticipate those are the types of things that will be in place. But I don't think we should have any illusions that, and, you know, Adam Schefter ended up tweeting it out a little later as well, where he tweeted out, you know, Denver acquiring Russell Wilson has nothing to do with the Aaron Rodgers decision to return to Green Bay. Denver general manager George Payton uh, initiated trade talks with Seattle for Wilson at least two weeks ago per sources. I think that's all well and good. At whatever point they initiated trade talks with Russell Wilson's people, in my humble opinion, it's because they knew they weren't getting Aaron Rodgers, you know, now, you know, whether the age... Yeah, that's, that's, that's hogwash. Like, what do you mean it has nothing to do? Of course it had something to do with it. Everyone right. knows they wanted him. Exactly. They weren't exactly being shy about it. It's been out there. It's been public for, for weeks, for months. I mean, and, you know, part of it, certainly conjecture, because Denver's viewed as, as this team with a good young roster who's maybe a quarterback away, and they might have a little money to spend anyway. So well, let's see what they can do to go out there and get it. So those names of quarterbacks who, who've been floating around, Aaron Rodgers has been at the top of that list. We've heard the name Russell Wilson a little bit also, but who is the guy that Denver would go get to, to put their franchise on the same echelon with some of these other teams that are in the same division, some of these other rivals that are out there that you already referenced? Then those rumors being there is one thing, but then just looking at the status of the two quarterbacks where Aaron Rodgers, they're both guys are Hall of Famers, but Aaron Rodgers, perennial MVP, Russell Wilson, perennial pro bowler and a Super Bowl champ and everything else. It's just, you know, when you look at them compared side by side, each have one Super Bowl. Both are going to be a pro bowl caliber guy every year. Aaron Rodgers is just in a, in a different discussion. Like if, you know, Tom Brady, he's not playing football anymore. So if you're not Patrick Mahomes, I don't know who else you think in football right now is on the, of the same status as Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, of course, There'll be folks out there. He's got his detractors, and rightfully so, about you know some of the postseason shortcomings here in recent years, and and thus and so. But between the two, there's a there's a delineation. Like Russell Wilson, still top five to seven QB in the game, in my opinion. Like last season, he had the surgically repaired finger that he still played through, and and played excellent football in the midst of that. Didn't look like himself, you know. Didn't look like the Russell Wilson we had seen for a couple of seasons prior to that, but. Dude was playing with a finger that he had just had surgery on and missed, what, a game or two, and then came back and still, what, had a 103 quarterback rating, 25 touchdowns, six picks. For playing with four fingers on your throwing hand, basically, I think he played darn well, would be my impression of Russell Wilson. I don't have any reason to think he won't light it up when he goes to Denver, just like I think he would light it up. He would have lit it up if he came to Chicago. He pretty much light it up anywhere. 312-644-6767 is the phone line. You want to give us a call, want to shoot us a text, you can go ahead and do that. Uh, I do. I, I want to go through, I've, I was mentioning the timeline for each of these guys. And when you look at 
specifically the 2021 of Aaron Rodgers, where the way that the position of quarterback is, it's always been a position of star status. It's always been a position that headlines, that, that just headlines follow the top quarterbacks in the business. We've seen some of these guys, some of these all-time greats of this era. I'm thinking largely of Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. These are guys that a few seasons ago weren't guys that you necessarily saw making headlines off the field, but we've seen them all in recent years here take a turn to a focus on social media, a, a focus on their brand elsewhere, a focus on some of these other business entities that they try to popularize away from the game. There's nothing wrong with any of it. I just find it really intriguing that some of these guys who are corporations unto themselves have now begun to to maximize their brand away from the game in sort of an enhanced way than any of them really did earlier in their career. You just look at 2021 and all these headlines that Aaron Rodgers made since since the season ended. Like, you know, whatever, it's still January when he ended up losing to to Tampa back in the coming off of the 2020 season. So January 2021, he loses to Tampa in the NFC Championship game. Uh, he got the the first of the last two NFL MVPs, four total, but the 2020 NFL MVP, he got that in February. And then he, like, thanked his fiance uh, without naming Shailene Woodley. And then later on, Shailene Woodley ends up confirming on the Jimmy Fallon show later that month in February that, yes, she is engaged to Aaron Rodgers. Um, then we get a little bit of a quiet phase. Then he hosts Jeopardy. And this is in the midst of all these rumors swirling around about whether or not he was going to return to Green Bay because a lot of that had been out there during that season, but it wasn't anything that he had necessarily gone out of his way to confirm publicly. Then he has this this jaunt on Jeopardy for a couple of weeks here as all these rumors are swirling. That's throughout the month of April. Then the draft hits were initially Green Bay saying, nope, he's going to be our guy. And then the, literally the day of the draft at the end of April, Aaron Rodgers allows it to be put out there. Really, I mean, it really was Adam Schefter, you know, ends up putting out there that Aaron Rodgers definitively wants out of Green Bay. That is the day of the draft where that news is out there. Packers tried to get him later on that, or the, the Broncos tried to get him later on that month. Uh, the deal didn't happen. And then from there, you know, you see him making various appearances everywhere. You go through the entirety of the regular season. He eventually addresses the media once he shows up for camp and kind of just has his own little moment where he's kind of, you know, just sitting on the couch talking through his feelings and his concerns for this or that. And a lot of it was very vague and, and sort of indeterminate of, of what exactly bothered him about things, but just sort of, you know, vague vagaries about just the treatment of players and who's there and who's gone. And, you know, he did air out some things as far as what his concerns were with the organization. Then he showed up and played MVP football again. And now, of course, we've had this offseason. And in the midst of that, all the appearances on the Pat McAfee show and the immunization during the season. And, you know, it was just headline after headline throughout that year. But a lot of it constructed by himself, constructed by Aaron Rodgers. And I really don't think very much of it was, was by mistake. I don't think very much of it was in, in any accidental manner for how things ended up getting constructed and how things ended up, you know, sort of morphing through the the public sphere, the timeline that was Aaron Rodgers that kind of weaved all throughout 2021. It wasn't accidental. 
you know, he, he is a, while he seems to be a weird guy, he certainly is, I think, you know, most people would agree he's a pretty sharp guy also. And a, and a guy who, you know, really takes great pride in his, his intellect and his vocab and everything else. And I don't think there's a lot that he utters by mistake. I don't think there's a lot of information that Aaron Rodgers puts out there that comes off by accident. And so all these news stories, all these headlines that played out throughout 2021 for Aaron Rodgers, I, I would imagine he's sitting there at the moment feeling like, yeah, that's just about exactly how I wanted that year to go. Now we'll see how it affects the Bears. And that that's one thing that really intrigues me because, you know, Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, they take the job a few weeks back, first-time GM, first-time head coach. They have their impressions for, for what leading the Chicago Bears franchise would mean. They, you know, we heard Ryan Poles talk about, you know, snatching the division and never giving it back. I guess if you got them both in a quiet moment, maybe they need to be willing to admit they'd rather that QB in Green Bay was elsewhere. But in the end, they're all competitors. And that they all feel like that they can and, and will and want to compete against the best. You got to do that in the NFL. So how do they go about doing that? Now, I believe that there's, there's some things, at least structurally, that we've been hearing from Ryan Poles about that give us a glimpse into how, how the Bears will, will at least attempt to, to refurbish, to revamp, to revitalize their structure as a whole to put them in position to now compete against the Green Bay Packers at a higher level, to compete against Aaron Rodgers at a higher level. I'll tell you exactly what I mean by that. And you'll hear from the man himself. You hear some of the things that Ryan Poles was speaking to the media about that I think go directly to how this Bears franchise will attack something that I've been talking about as an issue for a couple of seasons going back here, that now it, it does seem like they're at least making attempts to improve structurally in a way that it will allow this franchise to enhance season over season. I'll tell you exactly what I mean when we come back. We'll do that next here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Bears. The most important piece is we're going to take the North and never give it back. You tell them, Ryan Poles. Go Bears! Like the gumption, like the fire. Got to have it. It'll need to happen. He's going to stay around here very long. We know there's at least, in theory, at least four more years of Aaron Rodgers. It'll be there over at Lambeau and showing up here at Soldier Field. Well, maybe. I mean, if the guarantees are more of that three-year, 153 variety, like a lot of the reports out there indicating, then maybe we'll call it three years, which will take you through the the lifespan of Justin Fields' rookie deal, you know, assuming that things go well, maybe at least get that, that fifth-year option on the end of the rookie deal with him being a first-round pick as well. But in all likelihood, Justin Fields will be dealing with Aaron Rodgers for at least the the extent of his rookie deal here as the Bears quarterback. And so with that in mind, the Bears are going to have to put a framework together. They're going to have to put some infrastructure in place. You know, One of the things that I've been talking about here for a while is the fact that you go back through the – the various prior regimes to this, you know, several of them under the, the watch of Ryan Pace, but the last few Bears coaches, you know, predating Matt Nagy, who in his four years here had that great, that magnificent 12 and four first season, and then pretty much got worse every year from that point, culminating in being relieved of his command. And prior to that, you had John Fox. Well, John Fox never really had any individual great season in his few seasons here. 
they certainly didn't get any better. You can make the case they got worse, whether they got worse or not. They definitely didn't get any better in the time that John Fox was here as the head coach. Oh, well, prior to John Fox, there was Mark Tressman. What was Tressman doing in his time that he was here? Two short seasons, had one decent year, came out the gate, maybe he's the Cutler Whisperer, and second year completely fell off the rails. For whatever reason, last few regimes that have been here for Bears head football coaches, they have not gotten better. Things have not progressed. The staff hasn't seemingly gotten better year over year. The players, the talent, the development of the talent has been acquired. You haven't seen them improve in their time here. How do you go about that? How do you attack that? Ryan Poles actually said a number of things when he addressed the media at the NFL Combine a few days ago that I thought spoke to that specifically. One of those was talking about sports performance and how the Bears just in in trying to attack the way that they can improve their athletes, the importance that sports performance would play in his time here and being the Bears GM. The other piece is in the performance area, we've made a lot of changes there, and we're confident that we're going to be able to take our players and really optimize their ability so they're in shape, they're playing fast, they're playing uh, violent, and they're explosive. And part of that is making sure the body's right. And that group is already getting to work. Um, Some of the guys have been coming in, working out, and it seems like more and more have come through to get ready. So I'm excited about that as well. So we heard previously where Ryan Poles had mentioned that they were going to want the offensive line to to trim down a bit, change their body types a little bit. And I think that's that's an interesting note. And he kind of went into further detail on it. So aside from just some of the some of the big picture sort of sports performance uh, thoughts that he shared there. He also talked about even just his front office, and we didn't necessarily see the assistant GM position exist before over at House Hall. Now they have that in Ian Cunningham, and in his role, Ryan Poles has gone out of his way frequently to speak over and over again about the importance that Ian Cunningham has to his process, to his procedure. And Ryan Pace, in the you know he spoke to the media infrequently. And when he did, you didn't necessarily hear him talking about a lot of the other, you know, leadership. I mean, he would credit in sort of general terms, the staff, the scouts, what they did, what they would put together, assistant coaches and thus and so. But there was not that that one A to the to the one or the one B to the one A that was Ryan Pace that didn't necessarily seem to exist. That definitively is in place with the Bears right now. Ryan Poles talked a lot about Ian Cunningham. And this is one of the things that he addressed with the media and the fact that when he's not around, the fact that Cunningham is still in a position for the Bears to be really productive whenever Ryan Pace isn't, or whenever Ryan Poles isn't there. Ian, he's been a huge um, part for me only because getting pulled in so many different directions, that's very new to me. Having him out in front and working with our staff, if I get pulled out of a meeting, he keeps the ball rolling, keeps a list of players that I need to get caught up on. But all systems are always moving, and we don't get stalled out uh, for all the things that are going on. So, I mean, does that automatically mean that they'll take down Aaron Rodgers? Maybe not the first time they see him, but are you putting infrastructure in place that will allow you to to develop to evaluate your talent at a higher level? Are you getting athletes who you're training them in a way where they can improve in their time here, where guys aren't plateauing, where guys aren't going backwards physically? That's at least part of the approach 
that we're hearing. Ryan Poles, not Ryan Pace, Ryan Poles talking about there. And he also addressed that specifically to a question about the offensive line. And like we were talking about with their bodies, getting them lighter, getting them quicker. Here's what Ryan Poles had to say about this Bears O-line. We're going to change it up a little bit just in terms of the style. Um, so a lot of those guys, and the message has been pretty clear, we got to change body types a little bit. we got to get lighter. We've got to get quicker. And um, through that, you know, I, I think there's some young talent that just needs to be pressed, and that's part of our job is to create competition and bring the best out of them. So I think we'll do that, and we'll see how, if you know, if the cream rises to the top. And, you know, especially with the O-line play, a lot of times, and I don't want to speak for the coaches, but it's going to end up being the best five. It can be difficult at times to, you know, when you're just evaluating from the outside looking in whether or not there's just not good enough players here or if the players that have been acquired are fine, if you got talented guys, like I've said before, I was really excited. I, I was tweeting about Anthony Miller before the Bears even picked him up, and then he got here and he showed promise as a rookie, then he never got better from there. He just didn't develop at all. And, you know, Kevin White, when he was on the field, he didn't develop either. And there's been a number of other players who – just for whatever reason, showed some promise, like young offensive skill guys would show promise and then just not get better. And you can even make that case about some of the offensive linemen here as well who seem like early in their careers that they have plateaued also. Cody Whitehair has shown promise. James Daniels has certainly shown promise. And each of these guys are, are in positions where their contract can be evaluated by Chicago. And maybe in James Daniels' case, maybe he can immediately go elsewhere. In the case of Cody White here, they could potentially consider moving on from him. I do think both guys have more than enough potential, where in Whitehair's case, he is very likely to be here. And in the case of James Daniels, I'd be surprised if there's not at least a pursuit by the Bears to keep him in the mix also. But that development is going to be huge. But how the talent is evaluated before it even shows up here is something that Right now, Ryan Poles walks into a situation where the scouting department is not his. The, the personnel who've been here putting books, notebooks, you know, compiling data on all these different draft prospects and players around the National Football League, these are not the individuals who Ryan Poles has hired. They are what was in place from Ryan Pace prior to him becoming the Bears, prior to Ryan Poles becoming the Bears GM at present. But he did speak highly, spoke glowingly about what's in place right now from a personnel perspective, but also talked about those current scouts and, and some of the adjustments to things that he's made. I was uh, very happy with the group of scouts that we have right now. The meetings were incredible. And before we broke, I told them all how proud I was. Because as a new GM, you come in and you're like, all right, you're evaluating them, you're evaluating the evaluators. And at the end of it, the thing that stood out to me is there's a group of really, really good people that worked really hard this fall to gather the information. Now, my style was a little bit different. Our meeting structure was different where, as I said in the press conference, it was, it was a culture of candor. It's open. We watch tape. We have order in the way that we watch the tape. Um, but after that, everyone can speak their mind. And if I see something different than you, then I bring it up to the room and we work through it. And you can tell me where you saw it different and we'll go find it. So that group effort, I think, was refreshing to everyone. And, and again, I can't speak more highly of the group that we had in the room. The last one we'll play for you before I, I take a timeout and we get to Wayne Larry, the voice of the Packers. But the, the notion that just because these guys are highly paid for professional athletes, it means that accountability 
somehow doesn't matter, that they hold themselves accountable, or that you know that hustle isn't something that you can coach into them. I, I don't subscribe to that. I, I've seen it handled both ways in a variety of ways, and the more successful teams I was with in Atlanta and Green Bay were franchises that had some of these checks and balances in place. And, and one of them was specific to taking sports performance very seriously and, and the way that they're going to hold players accountable, even with things as specific as their, their weight, their body fat percentage. And Ryan Poles addressed that as well. We're going to take uh, body fat and weight really, really, really serious. And it's going to be held to a certain standard because we know if we get guys to follow that and once they see that, they're going to perform better. They're going to play better for us as a team. And they're going to be more successful as an individual. And eventually we hope then you take your hands off and the accountability becomes within the locker room. So I think that's big with the players. In terms of the scouting, it comes to character gathering, information gathering on the players that we're looking at. Uh, We need to know everything so that we're prepared when those players come into the building. We can make sure they're taught the right way. The nutrition is set up the right way. Uh, Our coaches are aware of how they learn best. So, again, it just comes down to really setting in stone what we want and then following through on that. It's one of those things that's not revolutionary, but not everyone around the NFL attacks that notion with the level of specificity, of detail, of sort of adherence to it day in and day out, like Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus have been discussing up to this point. We'll see what it ends up equaling, what it means. It won't mean that day one they're going to be a better franchise than the Green Bay Packers, but I like what I'm hearing just with the infrastructure that's going to be different, that's going to be enhanced over what has been the case here in recent years over at Hallis Hall. I think it puts the Bears in a stronger position to be competitive at the highest of levels in football. Then all that other stuff still has to come into play as far as the execution, the plan on the field, and everything else. But just at its base level, What they're doing makes a lot of sense, can give you a better and deeper and developing roster than what we've been able to witness here in Chicago for quite some time. Well, man who's been watching it over in Green Bay, calling what's been happening in the action over at Lambeau, he's going to join me next. Wayne Larrabee, the voice of the Packers, with all his thoughts on what's taking place with Aaron Rodgers. We'll we'll hear from him next on The Score. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.